Culture, your book. On this show, we pick pieces of pop culture that were important to us in a given year. We then discuss memories and dig into those movies, albums, shows, and more. I am Brad. I am Pete. And I'm Giff. And we are in 1995 right now. This is episode two of 1995. Tonight is Pete's choice. We're going to be talking about Tommy Boy. And Pete... You're going to tell us about 95 for you, so I'm going to kick it over right now. I will talk about 1995, <laughs> which was probably the best year of my life oh my in, God. in many ways. Wow. It was a, well, it was one of them for a number of reasons, but I'll just kind of dive in. It was uh, just a good like year. A, It was a great year. Um, so, yeah, 1995 was also, it was kind of a two-part year, like many of these college years really are. You know, we talked about 1994 being <laughs> two separate kind of conversations. Uh, 95 is kind of the same because it would have started when I was in the dorms freshman year in college. And uh, it was it was great because that's when I had my established set of friends in college. We were going out, doing parties all the time, just had a, had a great time. That first part before the new year probably was when you're just kind of getting to know it, everybody, get comfortable, that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But now we're, we're having all kinds of fun. And uh, when the weather gets nice, then it's uh, it's even more fun when, uh, you know, springtime comes around, you know, girls are wearing their shorts, all that kind of stuff. Fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and interesting then, to have as a memory, girls wearing shorts. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, favorites. it is what it is. It was uh, uh, really my last year as a single man, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, uh, I think this was the last summer. No, it wasn't. Never mind. I'm going to back that up, back off on that comment. Uh, I did go home over the summer back to my parents' house. It wasn't the last summer. I thought I was going to say it was, but uh, I went home the following summer. But I digress. Um, uh, it's just a great summer spending, you know, coming back after the year in college and just kind of hanging out with you guys again uh, was was awesome. And then fall came around and it's it's back to college. Now, in October was the uh, was the month that I met my wife, Jenny. And uh, so it was just kind of funny. It was one of those butterfly moments where if you think that this had never happened, if, if, if this didn't happen, then where would I be and where would Brad be? Because oh the reason God. that Brad That's and right. Kim are together. Now, how that happened was that, uh, um, you know, I was just hanging out with a friend, um, a couple of, uh, well, I, Brad, I know you, you remember my friend, Cal. Uh, Gifford, have you ever met Cal? Good guy, I don't know tall if I've guy. I've met him, but I've 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 heard the name many a time. Yes, well, he um, he was in a wedding. That he was in party that we had. At oh, our well, then I would have met him at a wedding. Where I met Kim wasn't Gifford and Cal both there that night? They probably were there that night. You were there. That weren't you there, Gifford? Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. He didn't leave a very strong impression. We should have him on sometime. And everybody was there that night. We should. I haven't talked to him in many years, actually. But uh, in in any event, um, good old Cal. I was, uh, he lived in the same apartment complex I, as I did. And so we would hang out all the time, not in the same apartment, but the same complex right across the parking lot. So I was over there. We weren't really planning on doing much. I think it was on a Thursday night. Yeah, it was a Thursday. And uh, Thursday was a big party night in Mankato, but we uh, weren't really planning on doing a whole lot, but he was playing his music loud. And so then people just started coming over and well, it turned into a party. Count. 
Yeah, yeah. Loud music. Well, <laughs> yeah, he liked to he liked to listen to Steely Dan all uh, the time. And that's that's exactly what I figure. <laughs> when I hear loud music, I, I think of Steely Dan. Right? There you go. <laughs> but in any event, um, yeah, it just kind of turned into a party, and then. Uh, uh, Jenny and her group of friends from the dorm, and, and it was about their first month in college, or you know, a month and a half into their college uh, career, and they were just walking around looking for a place to go, and they heard music, and they just walked right in, and that's and they just didn't know any better. They didn't know but any better. In an apartment, you said, right? That's or correct. Is a, or is it a dorm? No, we were in an apartment, but they were living in a, the girls were living in a dorm, but they were so walking they around the apartment. So they just went to a random complex. apartment building and walked around. That's what you did in Mankato. You so just you. Well, I get everybody's friends stuff, in Mankato. You, you apartment would, building that seems a little different. Anyway. Well, yeah, you walk around just like look. They heard loud music and I'm uh, glad and they she walked through there because, as you said, it's all part of the puzzle. Exactly. Exactly. So then I don't know. It's just this group of girls, and I started talking to them and. Um, um, Jenny wasn't the most outgoing in the group and I had started talking to one of the other ones and then, um, I don't know, Jenny was just hanging out. We just started dancing together and one thing led to another and yada, yada, yada. Here we are. Yeah. We got two kids. Dancing. <laughs> wow. But you yada, yada over the best part. <laughs> well, the thing is that, uh, when things started getting good there, we, uh, uh, we were, uh, like slow dancing to Tootsie Roll. That was that's what uh, Jenny will tell you is like the first because Tootsie Roll came on. It wasn't Steely Dan anymore. I don't know. It's just he had random music playing. That's and, quite a collection uh, there. That is a yeah. well. I can't imagine he would have. I, I don't know exactly how that happened because he certainly wouldn't have put Tootsie Roll in. Uh, it so wasn't really his type. Uh, but Jenny, maybe he's younger than you. So as you said, that's correct. She just started college, so. This was Pete's sophomore. She year. just thought you were so great. She didn't need to see what else was out there, huh? Were you ever afraid that um well maybe she was going to have quick. a Well, here's the thing. Is I that uh, for you, I guess, Pete. Yeah. This was this was on October 19th and so then we like hung out together that weekend and then her birthday is October 23rd and we were going to go, well, we're going to uh, for a birthday present. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. That's, that's basically it. But <laughs> the deal was that um, uh, we couldn't go out on her actual birthday because I had a night class that night. And we said, OK, let's go out the next night. I show up at her dorm and she uh, I get, I bought like a half a dozen roses for her because I'm going to be like, this is this is it. You know, I walk in and there's a dozen roses sitting on her desk. From mm -hmm. her former boyfriend. So I thought, oh. well, that's it. This is it. It's over. I I I, I should have just doesn't threw the, matter. I just no. I, I should have just threw the uh threw the roses it's, on the ground and ran. It's but... the motion of the ocean to slow dance during Tootsie Roll that matters. That's right. What that's color? Right. I mean, did you find the right color of roses? Because that well, can be a big deal. They were all red roses. I think his were red oh. roses and mine were red roses. Which you know, he got, I suppose he got her a heart stem, box right? of chocolates too. Well, I don't think it, no, I didn't do that. It was just a just a half dozen because I didn't want to go too over the top. I just met her. And uh so I thought that would be appropriate, but um but he outdid me, but it didn't matter because she had no interest in him anymore anyway. So um yeah. We went to Red Lobster in Mankato for our first date, which is a big deal that when you're 
in college when you're a sophomore in college and you got no money that's a big investment right red roses uh, and red lobster this is a that's that's a right tale as old as time <laughs> <laughs> so, so much romance uh, there it is yep i and was, a, I was a romantic it's... that's right so i picked her up in my 84 celebrity and took her to <laughs> It took her to Red Lobster, and she always she still makes fun of me for for some reason because I ordered the cod, which I guess uh, she she thinks that's the funniest thing because I don't you, you know I guess I didn't know that's if I go to Red Lobster I'm supposed to get funny I guess I, I you go to Red Lobster you get shrimp or lobster I guess hmm. so but but it's still like seafood I thought. Well, right. yeah, it's which I thought cod was seafood, but it's a running joke. She still makes fun of me for it. So, um, anyway, uh, the other thing that happened in that same month was a very so I guess it was a very historic month in our family was that my parents uh, had finalized the sale of Viking Snacks, which was the business that they had owned for about 12 years. And so they sold the company, moved it, uh, the buyers then moved it to Sioux Falls and, uh, um, and it's still going strong. They've grown it into more of a vending operation. What it was, was an honor snack tray. Brad knows all this very well and Gifford, you do too. But for the mm -hmm. listeners, it was on the uh, honor snack system where it was like a cardboard tray that you would leave instead of having a vending machine, it would just be on the honor system and you'd leave it in all these small businesses that might be too small to have a vending machine. People would just be on their honor to put in whatever it was for the candy bar and take the candy bar. My dad made a decent living off it. So, um, uh, but then, but then yes, he, he, he had some buyers that just came out of nowhere. He was, he had no intention of selling it, but they came out of nowhere and he goes, well, all right, well, here's the price. And then they, um, there was very little negotiation on it. There it was, was pretty, pretty much on the honor system itself. Pretty, that, that's right. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just leave you this big check. So, um, so there it was. So it was all within that same month. Um, and yeah, and uh, other things in 1995 when the apartment that I did live in. It was an interesting group of of guys. Uh, my best friend, uh, my best two best, my two best friends that year were Cal and uh, a guy named Ali. Now he was a guy that I became really good friends with in the dorms freshman year, and he was a foreign exchange student from uh, from Iran. That in high school he came to Burnsville High School, and uh, then he huh? he went to Burnsville. Yep, Burnsville oh. Blaze. And uh, then he uh, then he just stayed in Minnesota and went to college in Mankato. And and actually, he transferred out of Mankato after sophomore year, went to the University of Minnesota and and uh, his major was pharmacy. And he had both Todd and Kristen as professors. Wow. So oh. uh, so it all comes full circle, Brad, who, by the way, are uh, Todd is Brad's uh, brother. And Kristen is his wife, so they're both the uh, professors. Who doesn't really care for Christmas vacation? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's the one. So um, yeah, and then obviously from a pop culture standpoint, I mean, this year was about as good as it gets. 
which we've talked about. We'll talk a, a little bit about the TV shows and uh, some other things. But uh, I do want to dive into the movie Tommy Boy, uh, unless anybody has anything to add before we dive into that topic. Oh, why did you pick Tommy Boy, Pete? I picked Tommy Boy because I remember it as being one of the fun funniest movies that was out there. When I talked about uh, uh, that, we when we get into our top five list at the end of the show, we're going to discuss our top five laugh out loud movies, which is different, as I described uh, to my co-hosts. It's different than saying, what are, the, what are the best top five comedies of all time? Because you might put Tommy Boy as, uh, you know, the movie that made, made you laugh the hardest, but it may not be what you consider the best overall movie or, or comedy of all sure. time. So there's, there's a difference. So, but, uh, but we'll get difference. into um, I, I This movie, um, I remember watching it a few times during that era. Uh, and then kind of put it away, never really watched it again uh, for a number of years until this week. And I got to be honest, this movie didn't hit me as hard this time around as it did the, 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 first, the first time. I remember it being better than it was, and maybe it's the time of my life, or maybe it was the mood I was in uh, mm -hmm. just when I watched it this time. Um, um, it, there was definitely a lot of funny parts, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it just uh, it fell a little flat with me this time. Yeah, watching. I um, I, I agree. I mean, I I watched it once, like just a couple months ago or something. I for some reason I watched it. I don't remember. And I thought, yeah, this is pretty funny. But I hadn't watched yeah. it in years and years. But I mean, I, I have a list here I, at the end of this. I'm going to talk about like I I don't put it in like any kind of classic category of comedy. I I think it's in a tier mm -hmm. below that and. Some people right. love it and think it's that high, and they still do. Um, but I, I'm with you. It's it's funny and it has good parts. And there's I wrote down things I liked and things that I didn't like about it. Um, but it's I don't think it's a uh, one of those classics you'd watch over and over again. Right. See, and, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, go. And there's a lot of lines from it that um, I use on a regular basis. Or That's true. There are some there very, are very repeatable lines. lines. Absolutely. So it's a lot of maybe you look lines. back and think, oh, that movie's hilarious because of all yeah. these lines. But, you know, maybe it's just those lines that are funny in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. What did you think if? I, I still like the movie. I, you know, if it's on television, like I'll sit and watch it, you know, for a while. But you never catch the beginning of it. You know, it's one of those where you, you catch on maybe, you know, halfway through the sales trip. You know, when they're singing in the car or something and you watch it through. So um, I do really like the movie. I think they do such a great job. They play off each other so well. So I think I wouldn't say it uh, it doesn't hold up. I think it does. But, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't either. I think it holds it, it, up fine. Right. I just it's not one I'm going to watch like right. as often as like vacation. You know, it's right. just, it's not like that. No, so, I, I wouldn't put it in my top 15 or anything, but it's definitely a. A very good, very good film. One thing about this movie is that um, I'm always, when, when we do these movies, I'm kind of looking up. It's like, is this one that I can watch with my kids or should I watch this on, on my own? And as I looked it up under like the parents guide and everything, it didn't look that bad. And there really, there are a few things that are, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some, there's some masturbation jokes, but, uh, but they would be over, 
they would be over your head if they didn't know what they it's what they were talking tame. about. Right? It, it's overall yeah, it much more tame than you think it is. But I don't know. A, I was thinking of that because I asked my kids to watch it once, and I, I don't I don't know if they would like. We've watched a lot of older comedies, and they don't love them all. But I, I don't know that as I watched this one, I kind of like. Oh, I'm glad they didn't watch it because I don't think they'd really like it. I don't think a new yeah. a kid today would really see much humor in it that doesn't know about Chris Farley and stuff like that. Sure. Well, Jolie came into it. Uh, partway through the movie and what she said was dad this movie is just like planes trains and automobiles oh that's one of my things and, i wrote down there's i have a series and, of like uh, similarities to different movies and i i didn't think about that until she said it and i'm like oh, my sure. God, she's right she's absolutely right uh because there was um you mean there about was the, part the, with the car where it's all the beat to hell yep. right? i mean and, and, singing and, and yeah radio. and they almost got ran over by a truck yeah, uh, there's there's one scene on the interstate, which uh, uh, a good chunk of the movie takes place in Minnesota. I don't think it was filmed in Minnesota. I think uh, no. much a lot of it was filmed in Canada, as a matter of fact, uh, which I did read in that David Spade biography, which I'll get into uh, a little bit. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of an interesting call out by my nine year old. Yeah, that's that's one of the movies that I I know it's been compared to, and that I it's pretty easy to see the similarity. The other one that I thought of right away when I started watching this is it, same year Billy Madison came out, and I think it's very similar to that as far as Chris Farley's like the screwed up son, like Billy Madison, and then David Spade is like the Bradley Whitford, who's not yep. like part of the family, but he's the guy that want you know, and and there's a big similarity between just the whole setup between right. the dad, the son, and this other guy. Well, and Spade's much although more David Spade is a much nicer overall yes. in the end person. It works out yes. much better. <clears throat> but at the beginning, now, very similar. You're bringing up one of my fun facts here that I found um, because the original title for this movie, Tommy Boy, was Billy the Third. But then when they were releasing the movies, they decided, well, when they were putting them together, they decided they'd better change it because you had this other movie going on at the same time that was in the making that was called Billy Madison. And they're both Saturday Night Live characters or uh, actors. actors. And uh, it would have that's why they had to change the name to uh, uh, to Tommy Boy. Sure. Which I think I think that part part of it worked out. I just think that uh, the things that did fall flat with me is that some of the Chris Farley stuff, it just uh, it, it just felt I mean, his whole thing was he would overdo everything. And that's and that was the bit. But uh, there's a couple of times where I just said, you know, that's just not that not quite as funny. I don't know. Yeah. I got a short. <laughs> it's hard to really explain. Like, too. If, are you gonna go sure. Go ahead. Go for it. Of, so one of them is there's just too many fat jokes for one thing. They're nonstop. It's like, okay, we get it. He's a big guy. And, and watching it today, it's like, holy cow, that's a lot of yeah. jokes. They're not yeah. that funny. There there are some funny A couple ones. of them are. Well, I mean, there might be some funny ones, but there are so many of them. It's like, give yeah. it a break. It's lazy. I, it feels like lazy writing. Okay. Oh, he's a fat guy. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> I, I just, so Bo, Derek, whatever. I like the line where he says she's like a 10 because she's in the movie right. 10. But uh, yeah. you guys probably found she was nominated for a Razzie. Oh, yeah, I can so see you, that. You should know, you, you guys usually know really? that stuff. And I thought that was good because no, she's not very good. She doesn't do a whole lot in this movie. I thought she, um, the scene, I think, uh, sorry, I didn't write this down, but I um, but I came across a fun fact. I think it was she only had like 17 lines in the movie. As she doesn't all, say much, that. no. Yeah. She doesn't say a whole lot. And, and she kind of has a pretty important role in the end. It's like, you know, it's just not much there. 
I didn't well, understand just... how she just gets to leave at the end, like she yeah. hooks up with Zelensky. And right. Rob yeah. Another one yeah. on the hook for anything. Rob like, she didn't gets arrested. Fraud, you know, this guy. Yeah. I thought so, that was strange. The scenes where Tommy meets Rob Lowe, I thought that whole part was pretty bad too. The the meeting him and then when they go cow tipping, that just seems like a pointless scene and it's kind of overdone. And then when they go to the gas station and he's like spraying him and he does the dance, it's like this is not part of a plot of any. This is just in there to make him dance because he's a big guy. And it's like, come on. (laughs) Um, How many times, but what I was on that scene. Have you ever seen a hose that's right hooked up to the gas tank? Like <laughs> to the gas. Yeah. No, I didn't understand. Well, wasn't he spraying with gas or what? I mean, no, that was water. No, yeah, it was no, water. It looks like why is it water? What the heck is? It said. Well, I was wondering that. I thought it was gas at first too, but then if you look at it, there's actually a sign that says air and water. Yeah. Well, in Sandusky, so... the, the the city ordinance says that you can have the water hooked up to the the gas station pump there so it's just a little different city ordinance there in sandusky i got uh you really did your research thank you two more things (laughs) that that i that i didn't like much the singing in the car can be funny but they do it it there's a lot of it feels like they're just adding time to the movie again it's not like there's like three scenes where they're singing in the car and it's like what's the point of this it feels like we're just trying to make it longer and then the last thing i had I thought the whole part where they get on the plane as flight attendants is, I mean, obviously the movie's not really realistic, but that scene is just uh, way okay, over so the top. First of all, what happened to the other flight attendants that were on the plane? They just disappeared. Hey, you're and I, no, there was, they beat them to take their clothes, but then there was other ones on the plane when they got on it. They're part you of think the they group. beat them up? I think they just paid them off. I don't know. Anyway, well, did, that was and, just, and, and did the clothes fit? How did the clothes fit like, Chris this Farley? Is not, this is over the line of funny to just dump. Right. So. That's all. The rest, I got all stuff the, I like. Although the flight attendant scene where he's explaining, you know, David Speed is on the microphone, that whole scene is hilarious where he, you know. Yeah, it is. I but thought. again, to me, it just feels like these are skits to make Chris Farley do something funny. And it had, you know. Right. That's pretty much what it was. A weak plot. Yeah. But, a, but one of the yeah. best comedies, though, it fits in the plot. It fits as part of the movie. It's sure. that. I I think so. Right. We got Rob Lowe and his villain phase here, and I compare this a lot to Wayne's World and Billy Madison. They're yep. they're all funny movies that I look back on with good memories. Um, but none of them are great all-time classic com. I mean, Billy Madison, some people really like, and I do actually, I'll watch it all the time, but it's pretty mm-hmm. dumb. I mean, I'm not stupid, it's dumb. <laughs> so and Wayne's World, we rewatched with our kids, and that's one that, yeah, I still like it, but you know, it's no classic. It's, it's well, just, I think I would think Wayne's World, I haven't watched Wayne's World in a while, but I would think that would be one that holds up pretty well as it was a, as being funny. Again, I think a kid today is not going to think much of it because they don't no. know nothing about Wayne's World. But like you and me, I think we'd still find it very funny overall. And it's, well, it's there's, right. sen- there's sentimental value there. It's when it hits you at a certain age so like we could watch a movie that's popular now that we might not find funny because we're not in that state of mind where everything's fresh and new and we haven't experienced this or you know i mean so i think there's you look back on where you were in your life and you hold a special place in your heart for certain people or movies or whatever so 
That, that's and, that's, why and this is one of those fun. movies that, I mean, I liked it when it came out, but there's some mm-hmm. people that, like, love this movie. And it was never one of my, like, all-time favorites or anything. So, you know, well, I like I, watching it here and there, but it's not like I'm dying to see it every week. I think I put it up there a little higher just because, to me, it's the best movie that he that Farley was in. So I want to hang on to it. and. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to save and, this for the end, but I wrote... Go for it. It's a good movie and it's really funny. And just like you just, I said, it's. I'm really glad that this movie exists because outside of SNL, right. it's basically what we have of Chris Farley. That's well, him in the bus it's driver. A worthy really showcase. It was. It's a worthy showcase of his talent. Right. And it's funny enough. And there's just not much else out there, unfortunately. So that's why I like this movie. And that's the sentimental value. So. Well, they and tried to like redo this. it with Black Sheep, and uh, uh, it, it was a total flop. Because I've never uh, seen that, but I don't need to because I even not, think it sucks. Right? I mean, right? It, it was a, it was what David Spade wrote in his biography, and the, the thing was that they got a different director than they had wanted, and it was just not going to work because um, they they had one director originally, and I should have wrote these names down, but um, and I think it was actually the same director as Tommy Boy at, at first. Uh, and then, and then the studio decided to replace it, that person with um, uh, some other. Uh, it was a woman actually that that, that, she, that was the actual director of the movie, and it just didn't click. And uh, David Spade says it just wasn't ever going to be a good movie. So, like, so. I went through all the things I didn't like. I don't know if you guys have anything more, but otherwise, let's let's talk about what we did like, unless you have some other topic to get into. You did bring up, uh, well, um, my favorite, where, the part that I actually did laugh the hardest is, um, and I remember this from when I watched it originally, was when when he's messing around with the car door and then Spade comes out and then uh, uh, the car door just falls off. <laughs> yeah. Farley goes, what'd you do? What'd you I do? wrote down four lines and that's one of them. That's one of my four favorite lines. What'd um, you do? And he's just sitting there waiting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then there's the other scene where the classic where he's in the hotel and uh, David Spade comes to the door as the maid. And uh, um, that that whole scene was hilarious. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Would you like to check you off? What? (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned, too. I talked about the the, uh, talent of Chris Farley. I don't know if you guys noticed it even in the simplest things though he is so athletic for being this fat yes. guy that all they do is make fun of him for being yeah. fat right even in the beginning of the movie when he's simply running through the running. campus mm-hmm. like that guy is smooth and he he's like doing somersaults and stuff too the, the cartwheels and then you know yeah, everybody knows the chippendale skit and the dancing that guy was in control of his body in a way that you'd never guess and it's really impressive and that's actually what i think i like the most about him i mean well, that, that ability, that physical ability, and the, and the fact that he can make fun of how fat he is, but at the same time, do these awesome things and not just be, a, you know, he's he he did so much with his body. It's pretty awesome. So you're right. But, yeah. Quick little fun uh, fact. Um, so in the movie, he has you know his jacket that he wears at college and the rugby shirt that he has on. He actually played rugby at Marquette when he was huh. there. That's where he went to college. So that oh, really? leads back into the athleticism of Chris Farley. Well, so he went to college at Marquette in real life? 
Yes, in real that's life. That's where he went in the movie too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, in yeah. real life, he was on the rugby team. That's why he's got a oh. rugby jacket and the rugby shirt on when he's partying at, at the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I can totally see him playing lots of different sports. That guy is, he's, hees awesome. You mentioned, too, how they're just a good team. I, I wrote down that David Spade didn't go on to do anything big or be a huge star, but they were a great odd couple, and they could have done mm-hmm. a lot of cool things together, unfortunately. Right. They they really were a good team, and they and they went well off each other. The opposites was pretty awesome, so... So one story about this movie that I did read in a David Spade biography was that there was a time when um, they were in Canada because and they had been filming all day. And then at the end of the day, uh, they were going to go out for a beer. Uh, It was Rob Lowe, Chris Farley and David Spade. But then Farley says that he was just too tired and he wanted to hang back at the hotel. So they're like, all right. So Rob Lowe and David Spade. They go out and have a beer and have a good time and whatever. And then they come back. And, and then the next day, Chris Farley is uh, finds out about it. And he's totally pissed, like legitimately pissed that Spade went out with Rob Lowe. And it was like a merit, like an angry husband. And uh, Farley was borderline abusive to Spade. And even at one point pushed him down a small flight of steps, uh, like pushed him over. And they got in a big, huge argument over it. And Spade cannot even explain it, why why that was that big of a deal. But he was actually that possessive of of Spade. Well, it which is, I mean, he clearly had a, a lot weird, of demons, and that's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a um, little, little fact here about Rob Lowe. Um, he's actually uncredited in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, he is. And that's because he was contractually obligated to Stephen King's The Stand in 1994. So he did the movie as a favor to Farley and therefore didn't have a credit in the movie. Hmm. I think I've read that before. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I did I did come across that one as one I had in my notes. Well, a couple of things that I found interesting, getting back to the movie itself, uh, the girl uh, that falls in love with Chris Farley in the movie it's Julie interesting Warner. that she, yeah, she just she falls in love with him right away. It's like there wasn't really much of a storyline there. It's just like she immediately liked him, and no, it wasn't like any sort of a, a lot of plot here. It wasn't right, any sort they, of like a cat and mouse between the two. They did get into a little bit of a rift because when he thought that she was the one that screwed up the orders on the computer system, but in fact it was it was hacked by Rob Lowe, and right. so that's why he was changing everything. But uh, um, but it wasn't even they could have made that into a bigger deal, but they really didn't. It's like he was pissed for a little bit and then, you know, he like kind of forgave her or whatever. But See, I thought it was more that he, they knew each other from before, like growing up yeah. together in the same yeah. small town. Same uh, I, that could so be I think, too. I think, you know, there might've been, you know, something, you know, maybe she had a crush on him from high school or something and, or vice versa. And, I think even still, still in a movie not a like that, character development in this movie, that's just yeah, like, there doesn't right. really need to be, but that was well, even still, Gifford. If you're right, in a in a movie like that, they still build up some sort of a conflict between the two, you know. Well, uh, did, but like there was, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't very much there. That's what no, I was saying. But I think it, that it actually weak. fits because I think Tommy's the kind of guy who he's just very forgiving and lovey, and he, you know, right. he, I, I think that fits. So for me, that was. Actually, no, no problem. Uh, let's see. I, I had a couple more fun facts. 
was that um, if you if you look at the list of when he's checking out his grades and finds out he got a D plus and barely makes it through college, uh, if you look at the list, there is um, a, a number of names that are like funny names that they put in there. And the one person that got an F was Helen Keller. <laughs> oh, I miss that. <laughs> well, I yeah, it's not, that. you're never going to notice it unless you know it's there. And I, right. it's, I, I didn't see it or even think to look at it. And then I found, I came across it, but I, that was uh, interesting. Um, so the, the movie Shrek was actually based off of this movie. And in fact, they uh, like the characters of, of Donkey and Shrek, um, uh, they kind of came up with the ideas. It was inspired by Tommy Boy, and in fact, they had originally cast Chris Farley as Shrek. They had but done then, most of the movie with him already recording it. With yeah, Chris Farley. and that's when he died. So then they redid it with uh, with Mike Myers, and then they redid it all again because when they got done, Mike Myers didn't like it and wanted to go back and do the Scottish accent. So that movie went through. Oh, like, oh yeah, no. I did not even know that. Um. Oh. So I didn't know that it had any connection from the Shrek to this movie. I just knew that Chris Farley was the original Shrek and it was written <laughs> basically for him. Um, just one more fun fact, I guess. Um, Farley's brothers appear as extras in the movie. They're at the wedding reception. Oh, the yeah, I think I the beginning. I, I would like to go back and see. I don't know if they're like obvious. Uh, one of them was sitting or if right they just like sitting there. He was sitting right next to him when um, uh, Big Tom pulls Tommy up on stage to do their their duet right before Big Tom keels over. Tommy's sitting at a table, and one of his brothers is sitting like right next to him at the table. So okay. One time I saw one of them anyway, but yeah. I didn't notice it. But did you know? Did they look look alike, oh, or yeah. was there a lot of yeah. resemblance? Okay, you could tell that they were brothers. All right. Yep. Well, and you've I've seen him in other stuff like he's been on, you know. Yeah, there was a TV show. show. Is there a documentary or there was a show with him? I don't. Somehow I've seen something with one of his brothers before. I don't. I don't remember what exactly I'm remembering, but. Yeah, I, I've just seen him on a couple other things, and the one I, looks so much like him that it's like, well, obviously, probably. Couple more things I liked about the movie. Um, I think. Maybe my favorite scene is when the deer wakes up in the car and oh, they yeah. scream, and then the <laughs> and then the deer screams, and then the whole thing of it just busting out of the car. I think that is, <laughs> that just makes me laugh out loud. That is hilarious. When the deer is just ripping. It's it like, come on, why would you even load up the deer in the car? Right. In the first well, place? yeah, that's the dumb part. But it led to one of my favorite parts. Well, and to me, that leads you back to planes, trains, and automobiles when the car is. You know, after they get crunched by the, yeah, the two semis, and then it's on fire, and then yeah, so that's kind of the end, the kill shot for the car. And then you they know, get pulled that, over. That that's another similarity. They both get yep. pulled over by the by the police. But then um, an, another thing is that as dumb as Farley is, or Tommy Boy is in this movie, he's always coming up with a good plan, just right in his head, and it always works. Like to get out yep. of the situation, and that's a good example where he uh, charisma. People love him. Where he, uh, well, with the bees, he makes up that there's bees everywhere. <laughs> and uh, that's how they got out of the. That's pretty <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's useless against too. them. Yes, that was funny. 
the the one of the I have some lines that I liked. One of the ones I liked though isn't really that funny, but I really I found it well done and touching at the end when David Spade is talking to him and he tells him that he got a friend out of this. Like he, David Spade, his character got yeah, a friend yeah, because he's always so alone and he's. I thought I thought that ending was really nice and it, they really uh, it was mm-hmm. a good way to wrap those two up. Yeah, I thought so too. That was a good uh, a, a good way to wrap it up. You mentioned uh, the "What'd you do?" line. I love yeah. the brothers. Brothers got a hug. That's a good one to say all the time. I use that all the time. The other one, Paul, I think said, Paul said that, that. Paul said that to me just the other day when we saw him. <laughs> that that was the first thing he said when he walks in. The other one that gets so. all the time said is Rob. You were there. Or yep. <laughs> yes, you that, were there. That's a classic. And then uh, the one I had forgotten. The old lady at the town meeting or whatever, and she oh, says, yeah, that's yeah. when the whores oh, come in. <laughs> it's just the whole thing with that old lady. That's pretty funny, too. <laughs> and yeah. then when you learn about why she said that. and it, yeah. Right, right. That's pretty funny. I went to a prostitute one time. One time. <laughs> that's when the whores come in. Because it's so out of nowhere, but, but pretty funny. Well, one All of the right. lines that I wrote down was um when david spade picks up tommy and uh he says a lot of people go to school go to college for seven years <laughs> in my mind that's a nod to animal house and bluto when bluto says seven years of college down the drain so that was i connected those two i don't know if that is any connection there but, but it's funny when he says yeah they're doctors they're, they're doctors. doctors they're called doctors <laughs> Um, another one I had is when uh, they're they're driving back from the airport and David Spade goes, uh, "You hang on to a car, this cherry, kind of like your suitcase. <laughs> His suitcase is just a garbage bag." <laughs> I mean, he's so snide. He's such a little smartass, and he's always digging at him. And, oh, that that one was good. And then when he comes into his office and he's doing the the Darth Vader voice, and he says to him. I know you'd like to just sit there and keep not being slim rather than, <laughs> right. you know, the fat. He throws the, the slim in there. So that was. Oh, and then another nod. He was uh, when he asked uh, the woman, do you remember your brother, Dwayne? It's kind of like his show from SNL. Chris Farley showed. Hey, do you remember that time you did? You know, whatever. Just oh, yeah. I didn't notice that, that together, either. But yeah. I love the Chris Farley show. Yeah. Well, and the look she gives him when he says that line, hey, do you remember your, your brother Dwayne? And she just looks at him like, well, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, All right. What else did I have down here? Uh, oh, another one we always use is, hmm, he seemed like a nice guy. We always use that one throughout, you know, regular conversations. Uh but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what what I got. Oh, wait, right. the, just oh. the stuff with uh, when he catches him uh, playing with himself and all the references to um, masturbation. Like, yeah, does she go out? <laughs> you think she goes out with one of the Yankees? And who's your who's your favorite little rascal? Is it Alfalfa? <laughs> he throws, yeah, he throws that other one in there when he wakes up in the middle of the night. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> well, still he just, he goes, he goes, or is it spanky? <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> anyway, right. those are the ones I had written down. 
Brad, anything more to add about the movie? Uh, no, I've hit all my notes here. Like you said, I, I, I didn't want to come off like I didn't like it at the beginning because I did like the movie. I do enjoy the movie. I just what I wrote down as I watched this, like my final thoughts, I watched a lot of these movies over in the last few years with my younger kids and stuff. I would put this in a tier of like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, yep. Ace Ventura, Wayne's World. I loved all those movies at the time and they're still I still will laugh at them. But when I watch them now, eh, they're not as good as maybe I thought they were. The okay. ones that are the classics to me would be like Dumb and Dumber, Austin Powers, Office Space. These are movies that uh, there's something oh, about good. Mary is one. I don't think it's enough credit. Those are movies from that time period that are mint. Right. That so. might be a good segue into our next uh, little yeah, conversation so. that we're going to have here. Well, it's funny because so, uh, I had done all that and then you brought this up and I'm like, that fits exactly in with what I was trying to say here. There you go. So um, uh, what I said, I think I explained this at the beginning of the show, but what I've asked everybody to do is to kind of pull together their list of top five laugh out loud movies not necessarily best comedies but <clears throat> movies that made you laugh out loud so um do you want me to go ahead with mine sure you go ahead because it was your choice all right that's what you're thinking i will number one movie that i have on the list and uh, a lot of these movies i haven't seen in a long time so maybe they'll fall flat if i watch them again but from what i remember uh the number one movie in my opinion was always naked gun mm. so mm. um what you don't agree with it I've watched all these ones that I've written down. You you I, said, huh? I, I The way that you said it, it was like, oh, oh. I meant to say, uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. All right. I, I figured you were going to have that. So I'm not surprised. Sticking yeah. with Leslie Nielsen, uh, my number two, I had as Airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> number, th- number three, one of my, da- my dad's all-time favorite movie, and one of mine, too, Blazing Saddles. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Number four, mm-hmm. like uh, it's hard to rank these because they're all, yeah. they're all great. Yeah. Uh, three Amigos. Um, I, I probably should add Three Amigos as number one because that's my number one all time favorite movie yeah. that I can watch over and over again nonstop. It has all the elements where it can't makes wait you laugh the out loud. 1986 because. Yes. <laughs> that's going to be a right sized episode. <laughs> Well, I mean, that is one that has all the elements. It's a great overall comedy, and it makes you laugh. Yeah. Um, well, and it has you know, three hilarious guys at the top yes. of their game who work it's, wonderfully together. It's not. It's an like, all-star you know, team, right? That yeah, it's work, perfect. But yep. We'll yep. save that for another day. Then I had Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And I had some honorable mentions here too. Uh, the, the the honorable mentions I had were the Jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caddyshack, Borat, mm-hmm. Austin Powers, and Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I like it. I I did like. Uh, I had written down. I used to love, and I know that these would not hold up as well, but especially the first one, maybe two, Police Academy movies. As they get, as they go yeah. on, they get worse and kid. worse. But I used to love oh, the yeah. Police Academy movies. So yeah. uh, the one uh, um, just. There. Bouncing off, you said Blazing Saddles, which I haven't seen forever, and I don't so, know. I don't know it that well. I've only seen it a couple. That times. might not. Hold, that's not going to hold up really well now. Well, I, 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 I was going to say. Does, I was using that like, as a the one that I watched that is not as funny as I remembered is Spaceballs. 
so I was just going to Oh, yeah. recently watched that one, it's too. It's still funny. I mean, it's, again, I, I like it. It's worth watching, again, once here and there. But but it, as I'm watching it, it's like, eh, some of these jokes are not... Uh, uh, a little over the top, yeah. Quite well. So, anyway. Well, uh, just on that note, though, if we're talking Mel Brooks movies, you should throw Young Frankenstein into the conversation, which is yeah. another uh, another really good one and another one of my dad's favorites. One. That's so. my wife's favorite. She loves Young Frankenstein. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Gifford, I, uh, why don't we uh, go to you? Yeah, I'll go out before Brad's uh, 25. It's um, not that bad. It's so. about the same as Pete's. <laughs> So, uh, first, uh, my number five was Schindler's List. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Wow. <laughs> no, I got, uh, my number five was uh, Caddyshack, uh, Rodney Dangerfield scene in the clubhouse uh, beforehand, uh, before he goes out the first time. It's just great. And the scene with Chevy Chase and, and, um, and Carl Spagler and the, Bill Murray, yeah, yeah. You guys didn't even mention the funniest part of the whole movie, which is Ted Knight, right? Oh Never yeah, every line. Stop, Ted Knight stop says is, Without <laughs> him, that movie is still funny, but he provides the yeah. perfect touch in every scene that he's in. Uh, my number four was Three Amigos. Uh, number three, something about Mary. Uh, how'd you nice. get the Frank about the bean? The beans about the Frank. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, that's just, a good one. Just so great. We got a bleeder. Um, number two for me is Christmas Vacation, and number one, I will go to my grave saying that Minute for Minute, Dumb and Dumber is the funniest movie ever made. Um, I will die on that hill. Uh, that's my number one. <laughs> okay. Um. So when I was doing this list, the, the way you described it, the ones that stood out to me the most were like movies that do like spoofs. Those are the ones where they, maybe they don't have a lot of plot, but they just they spoof things or they do it in a way where, it, it, like you just said, minute for minute, it's just joke, joke, joke. Mm -hmm. yeah. So some of my honorable mentions are ones that are really, really funny movies, but I consider them better movies, actually. So they didn't quite make it. Like Vacation and Christmas Vacation, I have honorable mention. Because even though they're com they just they're a little more of a complete movie than, you know, there's, there's sure. some... Right. It's like there's a heart in there at a point. There, if there's a scene where there's like hugging and stuff like that, then it kind of came out on my list. Okay. Ooh. So, hey, <laughs> we don't like hugging on pop culture yearbook. <laughs> no. Um, so that's why, even though I love them, they didn't make it. Anyway, my uh, so the top four of mine are all I consider like spoof movies. Number one, I I just combined Airplane and The Naked Gun. So that's why I said, huh, sure. because we have the same. I can't separate the two. I always liked Naked Gun a little bit more because I was a little young when Airplane came out, so I discovered it later. Actually, I saw it pretty young, but The Naked Gun, I mean, what was I, 12? Saw it in the movie theater, <laughs> funniest movie of all time. Well, we know yeah, all yeah. about your obsession with OJ, which we'll be talking about, I'm assuming, in a little bit here. Oh, yeah, that is coming up. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two, this is the movie that I will go to my grave saying is the most underappreciated comedy that I have ever seen, and that is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, yes. That is nonstop yeah. the funniest thing that I have seen in years. And for a movie that came out in the last 15 years here, it is the one that is the new classic to me. That movie is, 
And it's not just the funny, it's the music is great. Like it does so well spoofing those kind of biopics, Mm -hmm. but the music is fantastic, which doesn't, well, it actually does add to the comedy because like the song, the duet, let's duet. That song is hilarious, but it's also like you can sing along. It's like a good song. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Number three, I had Austin Powers, which spoofs like the Mm -hmm. James Bond type movies. And I remember the first time I saw Austin Powers, I, oh my God. And and I'd still, (laughs) that character he created, it's just, just, I just can't (laughs) stop laughing thinking about him. He's, he's great. I don't love the the second and the third one as much by added by any means. Although I do think Goldmember is pretty funny, but the first one on its own is still yes, classic. very good. Gifford, totally you agree. will appreciate my number four. This is my last like spoof movie, not another teen movie. Yes, I love that. Is a movie love, love that, that movie. I think of all the spoof movies oh. and how much I love like teen movies. Yeah. That one nails it so hard all the way through with a great cast and just the jokes are great. There's very few that don't hit another underappreciated classic. And uh, I think we're going to be talking about that one here in a month or two. We will be talking about that one. Yes. (laughs) And then number five, these aren't spoofs, but I put these down because these are the two like movie movies that I think are the funniest comedies for me. And that's three amigos and Caddyshack. Okay. Before you get into your honorable honorable mention, Brad, I'm just going to say I'm just going to say that there is a movie I wish I had written down, and I'm curious if you have. I'm not going to say what it is until after you've read your list, but I'm just oh. curious if you have this particular movie that I'm thinking of on your list. I don't think so, I do no. because hold on, let, let me of... try. Three, nope, seven, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Seven. Anyway, so my honorable mention. So these are all movies that, again, I think these weren't spoofs. But like, so Dumb and Dumber didn't make my list, and that's probably going to make you mad, Gift. But yeah, I agree. Nope. It's one of the funniest movies of all time. I loved your list. It's a great But list. I went with spoof movies. I had a theme yep. there. So I got you. Something about Mary. I'm, I love that you put that on your list, because that is another one. I said Office Space earlier. That's another one. You mentioned The Jerk Pete. That's another one. And then I said Vacation and Christmas Vacation. So those are my honorable mentions. I considered those a little bit more of like traditional comedies. They're not really spoofs. That's why they didn't make the top five. What do you got there, Pete? The movie that I thought that you were going to say, that you might say, was Clue. Clue the the movie is hilarious. If you haven't seen it in a while, um, go back and watch it. And in fact, we saw a live action uh, production of it when we were in Massachusetts just a couple of weeks ago, and it was it, it was really well done. But the movie is movie. phenomenal. It's a great cast, and it's line for line. It's um, almost like Back to the Future, where you say every line means something, and is they don't they don't waste any time in in the movie. It's uh, um, it's the opposite of what you said about Tommy Boy, where there's a lot of time wasted. But uh, it's yeah. every every scene is used very efficiently and just perfectly, and is hilarious. And it, it's got a perfect cast. Um, yeah, that cast and, was, and, and very it's just good. phenomenal. That was a. It's a underrated. List. It's an that's an underrated, underappreciated movie, in my opinion. It is actually. I think it's it's kind of a cult. It, there's a lot of people that love that movie. Um, I've seen right, you know, like in social media things here and there. Um, it is a pretty. Uh, Highly thought of, I think, probably more than you might think. Yep. But right. I had fun making that list because, like you said, so, like, if I was going to say my favorite comedy of all time, one of them is L.A. Story. 
because of Steve Martin. But that's it's more of a romantic comedy, but it's got a ton of just hilarious bits yeah. as well. But that's not going to make this list because I laugh out loud for about half of it. But the other half is just I just love it. I love everything about it. It's, it's part not, of a it's part of a larger story, like you said. Right. So and so making this list and thinking about that and realizing what really makes me laugh, it was fun to do. And go watch Walk Hard. <laughs> yes. That's one we have to do an episode on. Oh, it'll be. Well, maybe it's 2007. I, it, it's going to be there someday. All right. All right, TV. So, uh, so uh, what my suggestion to the uh, uh, to the the other hosts was that because TV as a category is one that kind of spans multiple years. And we've already done 1994 uh, and now we're in 1995. It's like, well, a lot of the answers are going to be the same in theory. Right. So um, do we do a top five list or, or not? So I said, let's do a, just a general TV discussion to which, um, to which these assholes responded with a salute. But but just kind of opening it up, bring it whatever. If you want to bring a top a top five list, or if it's the same as what we've talked about before, I kind of combined a top five list with other things. Yeah, I got a few few facts and and a top five list and things like that. I'll just say in 1995, um, what was this was really the sweet spot because it was the overlap. It was part of the overlap between Friends and Seinfeld. There's right. about what maybe three mm-hmm. years when those three when those two shows overlap, maybe. Well, four. Uh, yeah. four? Seinfeld okay. Went to Ninety-eight. So. Ninety-eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess four, that's right. Four years. Um, but uh, but that's when Thursday night TV was. It, it was. It was must see TV, and that was. Um, even though I was in college, and even though Thursday night was a party night, I always made it a point to either watch it or tape it um and and uh watch it although i didn't watch a ton of tv in 1995 because you're in college you're doing other things and so it wasn't like well, as high priority tv this year that yeah I'm sorry you can finish i was just saying that tv on its own probably was the lowest priority in this year as it was any other year because um, i watch tv all the time in, in high school and everything um but uh not as much in uh, in this particular year, but what I did watch a, a lot of was uh, late night TV and Letterman. Um, so that's an that's one that we I think could do an episode on is um, like late night TV because I just love David Letterman. I love Johnny Carson. Before that, um, I not not as much of a fan of Jay Leno, but um, Letterman was as good as it gets. So. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't have a ton else to add on it on that, but um, I'll just kind of throw it back over to Gifford. Well, I just wrote down a few things that happened in 95 on TV. Um, yes. I, I'm going to leave my first two notes that I wrote down for Brad because I'm assuming he'll get into uh, some OJ stuff. Um, but on <laughs> February... Much, just so I'll on, mention it. On February 2nd, uh, Seinfeld had its 100th episode. Uh, uh, September yes. September 30th, SNL added Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, and uh, Daryl Hammond to their it's cast. It's like you're you're reading off my list that I have. I think we looked okay. at the same thing. Well, let, let's see if you if you wrote this one down. So on November 20th, the first two internet broadcasts for in TV history happened. 
Um, one was a show called Rocks, which was just a public access show that had like three seasons from 92 to 95. Uh, and another was Computer Chronicles. Uh, it was a PBS show about issues with the rise of personal computers. But considering now, that's where people watch television. That's where people watch everything is via streaming service on their phones. This is kind of interesting that it dates back to November. I did not have that down. So, um, a couple premieres that happened this year of note for me: uh, News Radio uh, singled out Road Rules and Pinky in the Brain premiered this year, and ending this year was Full House and Northern Exposure. This and is the same list I have. Also, oh, don't forget Blossom. Also, the uh, end of Blossom. Was, oh, she looks like Blossom. Up. That wasn't big for me. And then also the last one, Seinfeld, Seinfeld went into syndication this year. Oh, that's a big oh, one. Oh, yeah. really? So that that's a few that I wrote down. Uh, I'll just throw in my top five uh, while I got the mic. My number one was Friends, two Seinfeld, three Simpsons. Um, four didn't come out this year, but uh, me and a friend of mine, McCain, it was, we would race home from class. and go to Taco Bell, and then go to our own houses, which were only like a block away, sit down, eat lunch, and watch Wonder Years in syndication at noon. So that was a daily thing uh, during the week. My number five was news radio, and I threw a sixth in was Pinky in the Brain because that was a fun show to watch um, that I had a lot of good times with. So. so you mentioned Seinfeld's 100th, news radio, singled out, Blossom, Full House, and Northern Exposure, right? You already said all those? Yep, I did. And the new SNL cast, which I wrote down because SNL is still not very funny at this time, but those are the people that eventually, within a year or two, took yeah. it out of the abyss. figure it out. Yeah. Um, so my top five, so Gifford already said my my side pieces. My top five is one and two are Seinfeld and Friends, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. and as you said, though, Pete, what I was going to say a while ago, I went through this list and I'm like, I can't find five shows. And I watch more TV than anybody, but I couldn't find five shows that I knew I watched. Those are the only two that I like. I mean, I watched a bunch of other crap, but those are the two that I really liked. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So number three, Gifford, without further ado, this is the OJ trial. And I watched it all summer and it was amazing. God, that OJ. But that was (laughs) must-see TV. Every summer afternoon, man, you could just sit there on a hot day, go do something and then come in and relax and watch OJ. Well, and just see It wasn't just summer. It started January 24th. The trial That's when it started. started. It started. And then the verdict was October 3rd. Yeah. Well, and I remember the verdict. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I was in my literature class in college that when it came out and we all stopped and listened to it on the radio. And I mean, I, I can, you know, you rem- that's the thing. It was huge. It was life. I remember where I was when I heard yep. the verdict. Like yep. how ridiculous is that? Here's, what, here's what's funny about that is that if you listen to K-Fan, Cato Kalen is on Barrero regularly. He was yeah. just on a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like friends. No. Yep. Because he's a Wisconsin guy or you know, mm-hmm. um, originally from Wisconsin, which kind of surprised me when I first heard that. I just thought he was a California guy. But, yeah, I mean, interesting. Anyway, anyway that, that was three. My number four, I combined, I've said Monday Night Football before, but I added go for basketball because during this time, I could not really watch them in my dorm, but I would go on weeknights whenever there was a go for basketball game, I would go to my brother-in-law's house and watch the game with him. 
and his and his roommate Bob. And eventually, my sister was living there later on with him. But and I would go to their house. But I would I mean I would I would never miss a game unless I just absolutely couldn't. I guess if I was working or something. But I would make a trip to go to their house where they were living and watch that. So that was a big thing for TV. And then my number five is not TV at all, but it was on the TV in my dorm, and it's all we did. Super Mario Kart and Mortal Kombat. So that's what I wrote <laughs> down for number five, because if we were watching TV, it was usually playing one of those two games on the Super Nintendo or the, the Sega. So I thought that fit into uh, my TV list, because I wasn't I didn't watch anything else that was good. That fits into general TV discussion, yeah, Brad. General TV discussion. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Have anything to add? No. I got, All no. right. If not, I think. What are we, we going to do uh, next week? Uh, what are we doing next week? We are. Is it next week? We're doing Clueless. It's Gifford's yes. choice. Yes. Yes. Gifford's is. choice. That, that's going to be fun. I haven't uh, seen that movie in a really long time. That might be one that I could watch. Uh, is it? Is it one I could watch with my daughter? Oh yeah, oh, we. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. yeah, I thought so. I just couldn't it's remember. If there's anything. It. I we watched it not long ago, and then when I had to watch it again for this, she's like, "Yeah, I'll watch that again." Couldn't wait. All right, sounds good. I look forward to it, and you should look forward to that episode as well. So, um, be sure to uh, give us a like on Facebook and Twitter, and follow us, and give us reviews, all of that sort of stuff. Um, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, because we have inspired you. Uh, you can click on your click on the link that's on our show page and get started on Buzzsprout. Um, well, without further ado, we'll turn it over to Preacher Row. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Yeah.